Let's turn our Bibles to Joshua chapter 24 and verse number 15. We're going to read one verse. As for me, this is a series that I'm in right now. It's actually our theme this year. You know, you can't do anything about other people. You can only do what you can for the Lord. And so let's turn to that and let's, um, we're going to read the whole verse. As for me, in fact, um, if you can just stand for us as we read it. We can read it up if you want to look up here. It's up here on the screen. It says in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, let's read it together. It says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. How many of you have that verse somewhere in your house? We have it on a plaque at our house. And so I am so thankful that we can serve the Lord with that. As we look at these four verses, this, this, this verse, we're going to look at four words on here. And I want you to see these words. I'm going to highlight them as we go. Um, but we're going to go back to Lot because the, the story of Lot, as you've seen the last part, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. How did Lot get from being with Abraham to being in Sodom and Gomorrah? Made some bad choices. But let's look at this verse. When Joshua talks about this, there's four words I want you to look at. The first one is the word evil. That, when I read this verse, that first part of that verse doesn't make any sense to me. As a Christian, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, why would it seem evil for you to serve the Lord? It seemed evil because everybody else was not serving the Lord. And that's what he says. And go back to those last, that last little phrase, but as for me and my house... Whatever I do affects those that are in my house. And so I've got to understand that if I'm going to move that direction, evil should not even permeate my thought process when I'm serving the Lord. Now keep going. There's another thing I want you to notice on here. It's the word gods. It says, whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served. That's an interesting word to put in there. Because when you look at the word God, this God, it's what you've always done. He says, listen, your father served these on the other side of the flood, referring back to when Noah was there, and he's saying, listen, just because we used to do it this way doesn't mean we have to keep doing it this way. We can do what's right. You know, sometimes you look at people's lives and you see bad things, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. It's because they've chosen to do those bad things. Sometimes it's easier to do bad things. It is, it's, it's harder to do good things. And so here it's saying the things that you used to do. Now look at the other, other God that's up there. It's, it says, or the gods of the Amorite in whose land ye dwell. You've got to look at that little statement, in whose land ye dwell. This is referring not to what they've always done, but the convenience of what they're doing. It says the lands that you have, the, the, the land you live in, these people are serving those gods, so you're serving those gods. I want to point out something to you. Notice that both gods that we've looked up here are small g. They're not the almighty God. And then the word Lord is emphasized, but there's a word in here I want you to really look at. It's this, but you can make a difference. You don't have to do what everybody else does. And, and so often in our lives, we get wrapped up in what the world's doing, what our neighbors are doing, what other churches are doing. We've got to do what God wants us to do. We don't need to serve a God of convenience. We don't need to serve a God because we've, we've always done it. We need to serve God because it's the right thing to do. It's not evil to serve the Lord. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm going to look and we're going to go back to um, the book of Genesis and we're going to look at some verses. And you could turn to Genesis chapter 12. We'll get to that in just a second. But I want to talk to you about Lot. 
Because how did he get to where he was? Lot had two problems. You say, well, it seems like he had a lot more than that. But he had two main problems that you can trace back to see what he's done. But the first thing I want you to look at is Proverbs 3, 6. Normally, we look at Proverbs 3, what? 5 and 6. Remember, 5 says, Trust the Lord with all and heart, lean not to thine understanding. In all thy ways, now watch this verse. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he, what's the next word? Shall. It's not that he could or he might, it's a shall. He's going to direct you. It says, in all thy ways acknowledge him. That was part of Lot's problem. He didn't acknowledge it. I don't know how many times I've talked to people and they say, well, my grandpa used to be a pastor or my, my father used to be a pastor. I had a great uncle that used to be a pastor. I didn't ask you what your great uncle did. I want to know what you're doing. It doesn't matter who you have in your lineage. It just matters what you're doing. But as for me, see, in this day and age right now, it's easy to be a Christian in the United States. It's not easy to be a Christian in other, other countries. <laughs> But mark it down, it might get very difficult to be a Christian in the United States. And you're going to have to make those statements. But as for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. And my family's going to serve the Lord with me. It's not always easy to serve the Lord. But I want you to look at Lot's, Lot's problems. The first one, Lot's first problem, Lot had a, you know what his first problem was? A heart problem. He had a heart problem. He wanted to do what he wanted to do, amen? You ever been there? I've been there. You know, even, even like for lunch today, I want to eat what I want to eat. I don't want to eat what my wife wants to eat. Amen, I don't want to do that. You know, if you ask your wife where, where she wants to eat, she says, you, you want to eat at Olive Garden? And bless God, I want to get a good old hamburger someplace. I don't want to go to Olive Garden. They don't have hamburgers. I have asked. Well, you know, we, we've got to get back to understanding. We have, Lot had a heart problem. Where do you get that from? I want you to look at some verses, and then I'm going to point out something that maybe you've never even thought of before. We're going to look at five verses in Genesis, or, or five or six verses, and I'm just going to read them for you. And I want you to see Lot's heart problem that maybe you've never even noticed. Go to um, Genesis, I think it's Genesis um, 12, 5, I think. Let's go to Genesis 12, 5, and we're going to read these verses quickly. It says, and Abram, <coughs> it says, and Abram, took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all the substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. You say, well, what's that got to do with his heart? Well, let's read the next verse. Go to, go to um, Genesis chapter um, 12, verses 7 and 8. It said, And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And it says in verse number 8, And he removed from thence unto the mountain of the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on his west, and Hai on his east. And there, be, there he built an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. Alright, let's go to the next one, Genesis, Genesis 13, 1. It says in Genesis 13, 1, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him unto the south. Go to the next verse. It's on this list. Genesis chapter 13, um, verse 4. Unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. 
So the last verse on this list, um, Genesis chapter 13 and verse 18. I know I'm going pretty quick through this, but I'll explain in just a second. It says, And Abram, Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. See, Lot had a heart problem. You will not find it in Scripture that Lot built an altar. He could care less about the altar. You know what Lot was doing? He was right on good old Uncle Abraham's back. So the first two verse, first verse says, it mentions that Lot's with him. Genesis 12, 7 and 8 says that Abram built an altar. You almost get the mindset that Abram had a heart for God. He wanted to do what God wanted him to do. But Lot was just following the tales of him. The, sec, the third, the Genesis 13, 1, again they moved to someplace else. And Lot's with them. And Abram knew exactly what he was doing. He was doing exactly what God wanted. And can I say this to you? As long as Lot stayed with Abram, Everything was going okay. And he, was, he might have even been there in, in Genesis 13, 4, when he did the sacrifice. So I can tell you this, Lot knew that he was supposed to sacrifice, but Lot never built an altar. Find it in the Scriptures that Lot built an altar, it's not in there. And then Genesis 13, 18 is when Abram's by himself, and you know what Abram did? He built another altar. See, the problem was Lot didn't have the heart for God like Abraham had. He was riding on that. I could ride on that. My mother was a great Christian. I could ride on her coattails. If I go back to Terre Haute and they say, who are you? If I said, I'm Joan Wagner, and I've said this before, preachers, I'm Joan Wagner's son. Oh, I know Joan. I know what she used to do. She used to teach all these kids. It doesn't matter what my mom did. It doesn't matter what my uncle did. It matters what I do and it matters what my heart is. And you've got to be going in the right direction and have the right heart. You say, why is this so important? Think of Lot's life. He did not have the right heart. Do you realize how far he went? He made wrong choice after wrong choice after wrong choice. And Denver, when I think of Lot, I think of one of the most wicked men because of one thing. I cannot comprehend what he did. The angels come and they're, they're searching out some good people in Sodom and Gomorrah, which is a wicked city. They come knock at the door. They come in their room. And we'll look at this more in depth later. What does Lot offer these men that are wicked that are in the city? And he knows they're wicked. He offers them their two daughters that have never been with a man. For the life of me, I can't comprehend that statement and that action. And don't, don't kid yourself, he would have done it if they would have accepted it. Later on, his wife would turn to a pillar of salt. And his daughters, those same daughters that he wanted to offer, they were up in the mountains with him. They said, listen, how are we going to get dad's lineage to go? He, he's lost everything. They get him drunk and they have a babies with him. You say, well, you blame the daughters. No, I blame Lot. Because Lot had a heart problem. We've got to get our hearts right. Amen? This world's got to get their heart right. The politicians have to get their heart right. We have to get our heart right. We have to be concerned about the right things. What was Abraham always concerned about? Building the altar so his relationship with God would be correct. He had a heart problem. 
Now, he had another problem that everybody knows. If he had a heart problem, what do you think his second problem was? Lot had something else. His problem was this. Lot had a eye problem. <laughs> How many of you ever looked at something and said, man, I need to have that? Like an F-250 with four doors. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about? You ever had that? Lot had an eye problem. And I'm going to point out something to you you may never have seen before, but Lot had a heart problem, he had an eye problem. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3 and verses 5 through 12. Genesis chapter, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 13, verses 5 through 12. We're going to read all the way through these, and then we're going to come back and see this. Genesis chapter 13, it says in verse number 5, And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And Lamb was not able to bear them that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanites and the Perizzites dwelled then in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen. For we be brethren. They were supposed to be going the right direction. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take thy left hand, then I will go to the right. And if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plains of Jordan, that it was all well watered everywhere, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even in the Garden of Eden, even as the Garden of Eden, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest to Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves, the one from the other. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. So every time he'd wake up in the morning, what was he seeing? He was seeing this wickedness. So he had a heart problem, he had an eye problem. Let's look at some of these words real quick. The first one is, is found in verse number 7. There was strife. Can't we just get along? Here it says there was strife between his herdsmen and he knew it would possibly go into his, him and Lot. And look what it says in verse number 7. It says, And there was strife between the herdmen of Abram cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanites and Perizzites dwelled there in the land. There was some th strife in there. Don't you just love strife in your life? I just pray that God brings some strife to me so that I can feel great about myself. Is that what you do? No, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that with patience because they're both going to come to you. God's going to teach you patience. He's going to put strife in your life. But you, you, can, you can remedy strife if you want to. You just got to de determine to work with it. So here he has strife in his life. Go to the next one. Not only that, he, has, he says they're brethren in verse number 8. They're going the same direction. But Lot has this eye problem. He just wants more and more and more and he wants the best. And so then you keep reading on, and in verse number, I think, 10, it says, his eyes. Look at verse number 10. It says, and Lot lifted up his eyes. And the problem when you have an, a heart problem, your eyes are affected by your heart problem. You ever went to the doctor and the doctor said you have this issue or that issue? I don't know about you, but then I start feeling um, symptoms of certain things. I don't read things on the internet because I think I have them, Amen. One time I, I, I wasn't feeling well. I kept getting sick in the morning. I read on the internet. I found out I was pregnant. Amen. Praise God. You ever been there? 
You read something, you go, oh, I've got all those, all those symptoms. See, he looked and he saw what, he, what was in front of him and he wanted it. He wanted it. Hmm. So now the next one is, is he saw something that he really needed and what was that? Look at verse number 10. And beheld all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere. Why is this important? Because he had herds and he's trying to take care of his investment. But then there's something also said in this verse. It's interesting. It says the garden of the Lord. Now let's read what it says. Here he's, he's looking at it. This is Lot's um, thought process. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan that was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord. What is this garden of the Lord referring back to? The garden of Eden. Let me ask you a question. Had Lot ever seen the garden of Eden? No. But in his mind, he's thinking, hey, this looks a lot like the Garden of Eden. The problem is, the Sodom and Gomorrah were there. Was Sodom and Gomorrah in the Garden of Eden? No. So his perspective and his eyes were, this is like the Garden of Eden. He had never been there. They didn't have cameras back there. He's just, he's picturing in his mind. He's trying to justify it, saying, look at this land in front of me. This is something that I, what, want. Okay, then go to the next one. The next one said Lot chose. You, you notice what it says in verse number 11? It says, then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. Abram was a, was a religious person. He was a spiritual person. Did you notice that Lot didn't say, which one's best for me, Abram? Which one would you, would you prefer me to take? Which one do you think would be a good situation for me? He didn't seek any counsel. You know why? Because he had an eye problem. He saw what he saw, and he wanted it. I remember a, a teenager in our youth group when we first started in Illinois. There was a teenager, and, and she st started getting really actively involved in our youth group, and, and I was really excited about it. And and so she was really on top notch. She was one of the top 10 teenagers we had. And, and then all of a sudden she comes to me and says, we're moving. I said, where are you moving to? And she said, my dad got a different job and he makes more money. And I said, well, what? what? And, and she proceeded to tell me everything. She said, he makes $1 more an hour at this other job. And they were moving to about five states away. So in my mind, I'm thinking for $40 a week, they're moving a family of five kids. My next question, her first name was Wendy. I said, Wendy, is there a church there you can go to? She said, no, there's no churches around, but we'll be okay. Wasn't too long that word got back, teenagers talk, that none of the, people, none of the kids went to church, none of the mom and dad didn't go to church, and they were not doing well for $40. Saw something and went after it. We've got to use good judgment when we make decisions. And here... He chose and he never even asked Uncle Abram. Say, Uncle, tell me what's going on. I've noticed that you've been building these altars. You know a lot about the Lord. What would you suggest God would want me to do? And what would you suggest where I should go? Well, um, he just chose. And then the last one is he pitched his tent. He pitched his tent towards Sodom in verse number 12. Go to verse number 12. And it says, Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the, land, in the city of the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. I on purpose did not read the next verse. Because you've got to read verse number 13, because verse 13 says this, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners 
before the Lord, look at that last word, exceedingly. Sometimes we make choices. You know who he's making his friends? He's making some of the most wicked people that we still even carry the name for, for, that, for, the, for these people. He's, he's going to, towards these people and saying, this is what I want. He's putting his children in harm's way. When all he had to do is make an altar and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Or Uncle, Uncle Abram, tell me what I need to do. He never did that. He chose it, he pitched it, and he understood that there was wickedness where he was going. And later on it would say he would be in the gates of it. You say, well, why is this so important? Did he not see them when he looked out and he saw the land? He knew they were there. And yet he chose. Do you realize, and I said this last week, that the land that he chose was not even an option, but he still chose it? Now, now picture this. How many of you believe that Abram was a spiritual man? I do. Why would Abram pick a land? Okay, how many of you think Abram knew who Lot was? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. He knew what his nephew was. Why would he let him choose a land that was a bad land? He didn't want him to choose that land. And I could prove it in Scripture. Okay, verse number 9. Read verse number 9. Let's, let's, let's go to verse number 9 in this chapter. Verse number 9, it says this. It says... Is not the whole land before thee separate thyself? I pray thee from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. You say, well, what's that got to do with it? Okay. If you're in the United States, I can never tell which way is north, south, east, or west. Unless the sun's up. Then I can tell. And I got to memorize. And these mountains throw me all off. When I first got here, it was like I was going north and I thought I was going south and all that. How many of you had that problem when you first moved here? Or it's just natural that you're always confused. All right, so I'm naturally confused. Well, well, the way north is, now I've asked somebody, I'm not going to tell you who it is. The way north is here is right over here, correct? Am I right? So in, in the, um, if we were to ask somebody in the United States which direction we are, what do we always do? We stand to the north and figure out this is south. This is east, and that's west, right? Everybody understand that? But that's not what they do in biblical times. In biblical times, when they stood, which way did they never face the north? Why do we face the north? I can tell you why we do. The compass. We face the north because of the compass. And so that's what we base everything on, the north side. In the Middle East, they never face the north. That's not where they face. You know which way they face? East. It would be this direction. So now watch this. Abram stands, he brings Lot up. Lot's, he stands here, and he's facing the east. And he says this, he says, do you want what's on my left hand, and I'll go to the left, and I'll go to the right, or do you want what's on my right hand, and I'll go to the left? Now with that option, he's leaving out that one and this direction. He's saying, do you want to go this way? Do you want to go north? Or do you want to go south? Lot does what a lot of us do. When you have a heart problem, an eye problem, you start looking around. Now, 
Abram's probably standing like this. And you got Lot coming up and he's looking around. He goes, I want that direction. Wasn't even an option. Abram would not have sent him to a city that was wicked. But Lot had a heart problem and a sight problem, and he picked that way because it looked better. Oh, it looked like the Garden of Eden, which he had never been to. Now watch. Let's read another verse. He chose something that wasn't even an option. Go, go to a couple of verses later. And I'm going to stop reading. You tell me, tell me what it says. It says and, and in verse number 11, And Lot chose all, him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed what? East. Abram's sitting here going, do you want this side, this side? Lot goes, I want that way. He knew, Lot's, he knew Lot wasn't a spiritual guy. He has to go get Lot and bring him back. Then he has to go into town and he has to, they have to find ten people. Can't even find ten people. He has to drag Lot out of the city. He would have never sent him that direction. Abram was the man that was building all these altars wherever where he went. Why would he send someone the wrong direction? He wouldn't have. Sometimes we get enamored by thought, our heart, and our eyes. And Lot had that. Now I'm not saying it's going to take you as far as it did Lot. But in 2019, we better make right decisions. We better understand those decisions always have a destiny. If I wanted to go to Walmart here and I started taking off and I drove this way, I'd eventually run into Walmart. But if I wanted to go to Walmart over here, I better go that direction. We've got to understand that God has something for us. So how do you get over this? He had two problems. He had an eye problem. He had a, he had a heart problem. But watch Abram. Abram didn't have that. Because when you, when you look at Abram's situation, you see Abram found in this verse, look at these verses right here. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 through 18, the same verse. said, And the Lord said unto Abram, After that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou, hast north, thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever." And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. You say, well, he's given, Abraham, he's given Abram Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, but God knows he's going to destroy Abram, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And look at the last verse. What does he do? He does the same thing each time. Verse 18, And Abram removed his tent, came and dwelt in the, in the plain of Mamring, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. See, Lot had a heart problem. He just wanted to do what he wanted to do. Never built an altar. He had an eye problem. He saw what he wanted to see. But Lot had a solution. It could have been a great thing. His first thing, as, as, for sake of review, he, he had a heart problem. He had, an, he had an eye problem. But watch this. He can have a solution, and I want you to see this. Let's go to a verse. He has the eye solution. Let's go to um, Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17. And if you underline anything in your Bible, I want you to circle a few words. I'm going to emphasize this one word found in these verses. And we're going to read all the way down to verse number 8. Now here's when God's talking to him. It says, And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, what's this next word? I. 
Circle that word. I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Look at verse number two. And what's the second word? I will make my covenant between me and thee and will, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham for, for a father of many nations have what? I made thee. Verse number six, and I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in the generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to be a seed after thee, and I will give thee unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land where, wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and what? I will be their God. See, his solution, see, Lot's solution was all about him. Abram's or Abraham's solution was all about God. It was the I that was doing this. It wasn't anything Abraham did. Because every time Abraham got his eyes off God, he did something wrong. Okay, you tell him you're my sister so that he doesn't kill us. And the king, a wicked king, had to come back and say, why'd you do that? Okay? Then all of a sudden, later on, it's like, you're going to have a son. And he goes, hey, Hagar, come here. That's not what God said. Every time God, Abram got his eyes off of, of God, he was not a perfect person. But you know what Abram did? He followed God. When he got his eyes off, he came back. And we still, to this day, have issues with what he did. But you know what Abram did is he understood who God really was. I wonder if Lot ever did that. Lot had this heart issue where he, he didn't really care about God, didn't build an altar. Followed his uncle's footsteps. Then he had this heart, this eye issue where he could he wanted to have what he could see. And, and, and then you have Abram. He, he's on there and he, he does exactly what God wants him to in Genesis chapter 17, 1 through 8. It tells that he has this I solution. See, my solution is not anything that I can do. In 2019, if I want to have a good year, it's not got to do with anything that I do. Can I ask you a question? Do your emotions go up and down? Okay, how many of you have emotions that go up and down? Everybody in this room does, Amen. You can have something that will affect you adversely. You can have something that will affect you greatly. And it might be a good situation. But we've got to get back to understanding that we have heart problems. Our heart is deceitfully wicked. Our eyes see things that we don't necessarily know what's even there. And so we've got to get back to the eye solution. It's not about me. It's about thee, Lord. 2019 could be the best year of your life. We try to do everything in our own power. Our eyes and hearts can be deceived, but we need to let God direct and let God do His work. See, this church is not going to get any stronger if we try to do it ourselves. Your Christian walk will not get any stronger on yourself. How many of you agree with that? If you don't read your Bible, you don't pray, you don't come to church, you don't invite people to church, you don't do the things that God wants you to do, you think your Christian life is going to get stronger? No, because we're doing it all on ourselves. 
And myself, my Bible tells me my flesh is weak. That's why Lot was weak. He had the wrong heart. He didn't care about God. And I would just, I, I just think of these two precious girls that he was going to throw out because he had lost sight of what was in front of him. And then you have Abram, and Abram is so blessed and blessed, and he wasn't perfect. But God still used him. Made a great nation, and we still to this day know his kids, know, know both of his sons, where they come from. We know the land that he has. And we've got to understand that God has something great for us. When Abram stepped in, his ways always went the wrong direction or the wrong decision. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Serve means to submit. Well, you say, well, bless God, I don't want to submit. We submit all the time. Here, here, here goes something. Let me ask you, how many of you submit to gravity? You say, well, I don't really like gravity. I'm not going to submit to that. I don't see anybody floating around in here. But you know what? We have to submit to things. We have to submit to police officers. We have to submit to the government. We have to submit to taxes, amen, praise God. There's a lot of things we submit to. Why do we have such a big problem submitting to, go, to the Lord? The Lord wants us to. You want me to show you how powerful the devil is? Write down a time that you're going to read your Bible every day. Let me show you how powerful the devil is. He'll put something in the way every day. Your long-lost aunt will call you. Your favorite television show will be doing reruns and you have to watch it. Something will explode in your house that you have to go fix. You know why? Because the devil doesn't want you to have a good 2019. He wants you to go by your heart and your eyes. And you know what God wants us to do? He wants us to go by Him. Serving always means submitting. Submit to the Lord and let Him lead. Now watch this. My heart is always easily deceived. My eyes are very easily deceived. And so are you, yours. Watch this. Have you ever seen the diamonds in Walmart? In the Walmart jewelry store? They look really nice, don't they? You know what it is? It's not the diamonds. It's the light. You take those same diamonds out, they don't look like the same ones you, you might see at another jewelry store. We have, made, we have made our life through deception. How many of you like watching magicians? I watch magicians go, how in the world did they do that? You know what they've done? They've deceived my eyes and make me think I've seen something that I haven't seen. And that's exactly what Satan does. He told Lot, he said, it's going to be okay. You don't need God. You don't need to build an altar wherever you go. It never said when he pitched his tent towards Sodom that he created an altar. He said, listen, you can look at this stuff and you can do all these things and it won't affect you. Your, your eyes don't matter. But then you got Abram on the other side where everywhere he went, he built an altar. I guarantee you people in the neighborhood go, Abraham used to live here, there's no altar. Man, we've got to get back to understanding 2019. You know what we need? We, need a, we don't need to, we don't need to uh, depend on our eyes, and we don't need to depend on our heart. We need to depend on Him. Amen. Does God know what's best in your life? When you have those tests running at the doctors, He knows what's best. Amen. He's going to put the doctor that you need. He's going to put the nurses that you need. You say, well, it didn't go the way I wanted to. That does not mean it didn't go the way God wanted it to. 
You know what set my wife in order to write her book? Cancer. When she had cancer, that's what made her write that book. She started thinking about everything she could do. I'm telling you, we look at it and say, oh, I just don't want that. I don't want that. Watch your eyes and watch your heart. What God wants is for you to rely totally on Him. Every time I rely on Walter, Walter lets me down. Every time I rely on God, Larry, He always blesses me. He always is the right person, right, right God that He needs to be for me. And I might not understand everything at the beginning, but at the very end I will. One day we're going to go to heaven and we're going to meet Abraham. And I want to look at him and say, was it worth it? All these altars you built? He's like, yes, it was. Lot, was it worth it? Decisions always set you in a direction. Directions always set you on a destiny. What are we going to do with our hearts and our eyes? With every head bowed and every eye closed. I want, I want 2019. And there's a negative side of this story of, of Lot, but there's no way you can get a positive aspect of Lot. I want to find my eye solution. I want to find when I get in a, in a, in a turmoil, I want to get in a... In a aspect of my life. I go, I don't know how in the world I'm going to get through this. All I got to look, look back and go, okay, God, you said you were going to do this. You said you were going to do this. I'm going to trust in you to do this. Sometimes it's hard to do that. God truly does love you, doesn't he? How many of you believe that God's in control of your life? Raise your hand. Come what may, don't trust in your heart. Don't trust in your eyes. Trust in him. It's not going to be an easy life. 2019 could be the best year of your life when it comes to your Christianity. But you've got to go that direction. You've got to ask him, Uncle Abram, should I go this way? Or what do you think this counsel should be? God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to, where do you want me to go? So often we choose our, our own way and then we want God to fit in the picture. And that's not how God works.